Hello, everybody. Welcome to Family Geekery, Episode 8. I'm Amber. I'm Chris. And I'm Danny. And today we're going to start off by talking about things we've done this past week, and then we're going to get into a special topic for today. Sounds like fun. What's our special topic? Uh, Today we're going to be talking about completing games, whether we've done it or not. Sounds like a fun topic. So let's review our week. (laughs) How was everybody's week? Pretty good. Pretty good. Been busy, both of you? Yep. Yep. We did have time to watch one of the movies. So in the last two episodes, we counted down the top 50 comic book related movies of all time. And we found one on the list that we were able to watch all get together as one familiar unit. And uh, what what movie did we watch? American Splendor. American Splendor. So we talked about that on episode seven. So the last episode. Yeah, it made top ten, I think. Yeah, it was ranked up there pretty high. So we were excited to see it. And to start off with, it was not exactly what I had imagined it was going to be. <laughs> what about you, Amber? <laughs> Uh, same, but I ended up really enjoying it. I thought the beginning was a little slow, but once more characters were introduced into the film, um, it was pretty good. Do you agree that the beginning was a little slow, Danielle? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was slow. Not, How slow was it? Um, slow enough to fall asleep to. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw just a few minutes of the movie, I think, before you zonked out. Yeah, I... I believe you if um, if if it got better, but my portion, I wouldn't place it top ten. <laughs> yeah, it started off probably as the most depressing movie that I've ever seen. Yeah, but but as the uh, the character grew and as more people came into his life and as his uh, his story unfolded, it, it turned out to be a really neat story. And the way that they made the movie. By flipping back and forth between the real person that the movie is about being interviewed and then the person, Paul Giamatti, the actor, playing his part. I thought that that was really neat. What do you think? Yeah, I liked how meta it was. You know, he kept referencing, oh, I'm going to make a, a good bit of money off this movie. <laughs> right. So it was it was really cool how like conscious he was of the movie and how conscious the movie was of itself. And then they intertwined like scenes that were real footage of him into the, the same timeline that the actor was portraying. And that I thought that was really cool. And they even got a couple of his friends or or whatever that were in the movie um, to be interviewed also. Yeah. Yeah. Really good characters. So, yeah. So we, we knocked one of those off the list, one down 49 to go. We'll report back when we see more. <laughs> but it was a good it was a good start to our adventure of, of counting those down. Yeah. And what about games? Anybody playing any games this past week? Not really. I've been playing some Pokemon. Oh. I've been playing some Pokemon Red. I, I wow. dialed it all the way back to, to old school. And I've been enjoying it. We'll have to we'll have to talk more about that at a later date. I'm probably about halfway through it. Nice. And I, I knew nothing about the game before playing it. Now, now I understand what the hype is about. It's a good game. Yeah. Cute it's, game. 
classic RPG game. It's fun. Uh, I hear some of the sounds on like TikToks and stuff of the of the old, the old sound effects, and they're so funny. They sound like the most robotic things ever, and yeah. it's just cool to see how, at least that aspect has evolved. Yep. So very cool. So let's go ahead and move on in to the topic of this week, which is finishing games. And not so much a report of games that we finish, although we're we're going to do that, but but also an open discussion about what it means to finish a game and and why some people do finish games and why society has decided that we can have games that don't need to be finished. And uh, who wants to start off? I can start off. Okay, Amber, go ahead. So I guess I'll start with the disclaimer that. I much prefer watching people play games, whether it's my dad or friends or YouTubers, because um, I just feel like, you know, if, if I don't want to spend $60 on a PlayStation game, you know, I can let someone else spend <laughs> spend the money and have just as much fun watching the gameplay. So I was um, the OG Twitcher, huh? <laughs> I, had a, I had a following of two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captive um, audience. <laughs> Uh, but I have finished some games. I've started quite a few, but haven't finished a lot of them for various reasons. But there are a couple that I've at least remembered <laughs> that I've actually completed. Um, the first is Oxenfree, which is a is a story game, but it's it's a shorter one. I tend to like those ones that you can get done in one or two sit downs because. After that, I kind of just like lose interest or um, forget I ever started playing it. And that's what happened with like Bioshock Infinite and Tomb Raider. I just, you know, couldn't really, um, I, I would play so much for one day, you know, six hours in a day and then forget it even exists. <laughs> and then until right. I uninstall it to download another game. Um, but Oxenfree is a good one because um, it's a cute story about a couple friends going on going on vacation um, at this beach on this island, I think. Um, and there's some spooky elements to that and I and I like that a lot. You control a radio and and it's one of those games that has a, a couple different outcomes because you can make decisions during it. And I like those games a lot where you can play it multiple times and you know have different strategies be mean to everyone or be nice to everyone, you know, and, and get a different outcome. Um, so that's cool. Um, another games can have different outcomes. Yeah. It's really cool. That's, that's something that hasn't always been there. (laughs) (laughs) Similarly, but maybe the complete opposite. Um, Emily is away, um, is another very short game. Um, I've played it. I think it's, I think it was free on steam. So I know a lot of people have played it. Um, so sorry for the spoiler alert if people haven't played it, but that's another game where you make decisions. Um, but the end of the game is always the same. There's no way to get any different kind of outcome. Um, and if people want to play it, it's free on steam. So give it a, give it a shot. It's just a little text-based, uh, story. So no skill. You literally just have to spam your keyboard. (laughs) Um, it's, it's really cool. And, the aesthetic, I, I can't describe it. it. It's like AOL messaging. So before my time, <laughs> so I can't really describe that. Um, but it's it's a pretty cool one. 
Um, another spooky game I finished, and this is my all-time favorite game, is Until Dawn. And that's another decision-making game where you can save everyone, kill everyone, save just your favorites. Um, and I like that one a lot. It's, it's another pretty short one. You can finish it in a night, stay up all night, play a spooky game. Um, and they're coming out, the, the developers are coming out with another game soon, and I'm going to play that one and tell you guys all about it. <laughs> and then I played a couple two-player games, um, like It Takes Two and We Were Here, um, and those are cool puzzle games um, that you can play with a, with a friend, um, and I finished both of those. Um, it Takes Two, obviously, very good game, one game of the year. I don't know, 2020, whenever it came out. Um, very, very good game. Um, and lastly, uh, the last game I could remember finishing was Unpacking, which is a nice, again, very short, little cozy game where you unpack, you know, after you move. Um, you play as this this character that keeps moving and and you unpack their life. And it's it's a very cool a lot more story than you'd expect from just a simple sorting game, but very good game. But the story is is hidden. Yeah. Like it doesn't come out and tell you the story. You have to kind of infer it by yeah by the how the game unfolds. Mm-hmm. I played that one also because of your recommendation, and I loved and hated every bit of it. <laughs> I love the story. I, <laughs> I love the the aesthetic. I love the the gameplay. But I'm not the most physically organized person in this world. <laughs> I don't think I get any argument from that. Nope. And mm-hmm. having to unpack stuff into a room and make it look tidy and, and have things in the right place is not my strong suit. <laughs> but I uh, I pushed through to finish it. And it's worth it. I mean, maybe it's not worth the $20 on Steam because it is only a, I don't know, a couple hour game. But if it's on sale, pick it up. It's it's a pretty good, pretty good playthrough. We played that on the Xbox Live demo the thing that we game had pass, right? the yeah. Game pass, yeah so we got it for a dollar <laughs> very cool and and what about games that that you don't finish like what's what's your opinion on on those type games i like them a lot i i find those games more entertaining um because whether it tests whether the games test your skill or they're like puzzle games and you can just keep playing them to get better um, I think it's really cool to test yourself, um, to limit test and, um, see how far you can take the game. Um, wh- like whether there's achievements you can get or high scores to beat. Um, I think it's just a good way to keep people captivated, to keep people playing your game. Um, I like it a lot. I like, um, especially online games. Um, those tend not to be completed, um, or completable, but um, it's fun to just log on to a game and play with your friends, um, whether it's like League of Legends or Valorant or what. Um, I, I like social games. So So if you had to guesstimate like a, a mix between the two, like, like 50-50, 25-75, like, like how, would, how would you say games that you have, a, have a, a clear defined start and finish and games that are just completely open, whether they're competitive or they're just open world? What, what's your mix that you prefer? I'd say probably 80-20, 80 being the online, not completable, um, 
sandbox games, you know, Sims, Minecraft, um, Stardew Valley, stuff like that. I'd say 80% of the games I play are, are like that. And maybe 20% are single player story mode completed. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. All right, Danny, let's, let's have you talk about games that you've played and, and how they fall into the, one of these two categories. Okay. Well, most of the games I play are, are the not completing kind of games like Minecraft, Stardew Valley, like Battle Royale games, online games. Uh, I, I'm just, I like the creative aspects of all of them. And even though that they don't have an end, you can, there's still achievements to all most games that you can aim to strive for. Like I've gotten all the achievements in Minecraft or finishing aspirations and sims because there's still many things that you can aim for and many routes you can take with each of those games so i like that aspect of them which helps them not be boring um like sims you can make any person you want and have any career make any house and i like that aspect um, some games I have finished are, I finished Emily is a way to, it was a quick game. Like she says, said, I don't remember much about it. I just remember it being like a messaging email kind of game. Um, I finished portal multiplayer portal, um, on a console. I remember that a couple years back and I finished, a few Lego Lego games, Lego Marvel, Lego Star Wars, gone through all the levels. Of course, they have like the golden bricks or things like that, which you have to find and to like 100% the game, which is pretty tricky or getting all the characters like that. And then we finished Treen 1 and 2 multiplayer. If you don't know what that is, it's like a, it's it's like you can pick between like an archer and a swordsman and it was it like a magic guy or something. Yeah, like a magic person. Yeah, it's like a what is it called? It's like the it's like running a like a side scrolling puzzle type game. Yeah. Where every screen has a new puzzle that you have to figure out using the skills of the the multitude of characters that you can portray. Yeah, so we finished uh train 1 and 2 of that which I find fun. I enjoy multiplayer games, which makes it more fun to complete, having someone to complete it with. So yeah, I I gravitate more toward the creative and no end to the game, but I still enjoy the other types of games which you can complete, such as those. Yeah, with those complete or those creative games uh, like Sims and Minecraft. It just gets so much more fun when there's some sort of challenge implemented, Um, whether it's like I only play in this one chunk of Minecraft or um, like a hundred baby challenge in Sims. That's a very popular one. Um, Once there's some sort of limitation, that just makes it infinitely more fun. What about the hundred baby challenge in Minecraft? You can do that with mods. (laughs) (laughs) Or with villagers. (laughs) Breed a bunch of villagers, yeah. Yep. Let me just interrupt you guys by by saying that 
Minecraft, the $27.99 I spent on each of those three accounts that we bought, probably the best video game money I've ever spent. Definitely. Because <laughs> we've gotten, what, 10 years at least <laughs> each yeah. out, of, out of that game. And it, it just... It's, it's still, timeless. Yeah, it's, it's still so enjoyable. Good. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll just turn it on and, and play for a couple hours and, yeah, and turn it off for a couple months. And then you Come can get all these... It free mods you know like there's so many things that you can add or change about it that just makes it endless and they're still updating it every few months or years like bringing new stuff new animals new biomes so yeah it's a very good game (laughs) pac-man yeah they they added pac-man that's probably the only besides the original 27.99 that's probably the only thing i've i've paid for was the uh, Pac-Man add-on? But didn't you get the Disney one? Oh, and the one? Disney, the Disney yeah. one. That was fantastic. Oh, the like the world. Yeah, so you could walk around and ride some of the rides. On the Microsoft mode or whatever. Yeah, the other that was version great. is called. Yeah. So very cool. So you're about probably in the same boat as Amber, about eighty twenty or maybe even more ninety ten. Yeah, I'd say between those two. Okay. Well. I've got a lot to say on this, this subject, so so buckle up, because <laughs> I've been around a little bit longer as a gamer than you, and what I find fascinating by, by this conversation with you guys is just the, the change in how someone would answer that question based on what era of, of gaming they were in. So if we go all the way back into the early days of video games, and, and maybe we start with like arcade games they were like purposely meant not to have an end, right? (laughs) It's, it's some, there's something that you're supposed to do. You drop a quarter in, you're supposed to shoot some stuff and, and go as far as you can without dying. And they're, they're all designed to, to make you die within like two or three minutes because they wanted another quarter from you. Yeah. So that's how the games were. And, and people obviously got good at them and, and could play longer and longer and longer, you know, if they get skilled on that quarter and there's competitions that people go like 18 hours or two days on, on one quarter Wow! when they go to competitions and, and a game like Pac-Man has the notorious uh, kill screen is what they call it, where you go so far to level 256 or the, the game just breaks because it was never meant to get that high. So, so with that type of mentality, there was no like end to games or there wasn't supposed to be. And then when you get a little bit down the road, you get the, the home computer games. Like I started with an Apple II. And with the Apple II, there was, you, you would have to like drive to a store and purchase a box that had discs in it. <laughs> and and the, the store that had these games maybe had 10, 20, 40, you know, different games in the beginning, you know, and then later down the road as, as it got more and more popular, there, there'd be, you know, a whole like GameStop size store filled with, with games of different types, but, but you wouldn't have very many choices and it wasn't like they weren't launching games every day like they do now. So you would wait and you'd see in a magazine, oh, they're going to come out with such and such game and it's going to come out in October and you'd go and buy that game and you'd spend, let's say 30 or $40. And now that's like 40 years ago, right? 30 or 40 years ago. So about yeah. the same prices, or, or even more than like a Steam game, but mm-hmm. the same same price almost as a uh, as a AAA game these days, uh, and that's like inflation proof almost because if you're paying the same now, it's it's uh, 
we were paying a lot of money for games back then. So if you're going to drop that much money, you know, save up your allowance and go buy that game for 40 bucks, it better last you a while. So <laughs> you'd play that same game and it wouldn't be like, hey, what, what you get home from school? What do you want to play today? It was, no, I'm going to go home and I'm going to play that game that I bought, you know, last month <laughs> and I'm going to keep on working towards the end of it. So you'd eventually get to the end of it. So a lot that, less choices back then. Yeah. Yeah. So in that era of games, the ones that I gravitated to were some of the RPGs or role playing games. And remember, this is all like nothing is online yet. So so it's just all single player, no interaction with other people. It's just you and the story, right? You playing against the programmer that, that made this mm-hmm. game. So you got some of the some of my favorites in that era was the Ultima games. So I started with with uh, I probably finished Ultima one, two and three, um, which were all great, great stories. And then I got to Ultima four, which I will tell you is probably the, the best video game of all time at least the best rpg of all time uh in my opinion and with that one i got to the end and i'm i'm gonna say asterisk i finished it but i got (laughs) to the end and the very end is a very grueling eight level dungeon that you have to fight your way down without dying and you have to answer questions at the at the end of each level and if you get one wrong it like destroys your game right oh my god <laughs> and i got down to level eight answer the the final question and i spelled it wrong no so oh, no a, a computer doesn't know the difference like if you're if you're spelling something out it doesn't know what you oh that's what i meant you know it doesn't know that <laughs> it just knows these eight characters weren't the eight characters i'm looking for yeah and it kicked me out of the dungeon and it lowered all my stats and and that was it so i was like nope i've i've finished this game <laughs> i'm not doing that again <laughs> So I did that. Uh, I played some Bard's Tale games. I finished those. Um, There's a very popular series of games called the Gold Box games, which were D&D related, like Pools of Radiance and Curse of the oh. Azure Bond. So I played those and finished those. And and these are all, like, for example, that Ultima 4, it may have been six months or a year of, of playing to, to finish that game. Um, the the other favorite that I did in that era of games was called Wasteland, which was a post-apocalyptic RPG, and that was the uh, the precursor to what we now know as the Fallout games. So the people that made Fallout made this. A, it was a top-down RPG called Wasteland. I think you had me try that once. And yeah, it, it, and it was if confusing. Were, <laughs> if you were to drop into it now, it'd be it'd be hard. But if you had played games from the beginning, it would. You know, it would be a natural progression, and you would understand what's expected of you in a in a top down RPG like that. So we get past that, and we get into the the early um, like console era, like let's say Nintendo games. So you, they're cartridge based now, and you go down to the store, you buy one of those, and you pop it in, and you play it. But in this era, only a few games I probably played like to finish, and uh, they were games that that I bought and played and finished and i still own like dragon warrior and the original final fantasy those are both uh, early uh jrpgs or japanese mm-hmm. you know storyline rpgs that uh, that that were great great for that era the rest of my nintendo days was usually going down to the the video rental store on a weekend and uh you know me and my buddy would go down there and we'd we'd rent some game and we'd have the weekend to play it so in that case, you're not beating a game. You're just kind of playing to, to entertain and to see if it's something that you might want to 
to buy down the down the road. Mm. So I wasn't beating a lot of uh, Nintendo games. Um, let's see. Then we get to uh, like the Steam era of of games, where you're uh, you're buying something at the Steam store and uh, and playing it, and you get achievements, and that's kind of intriguing to see how far of a completionist you can be. So like Danny said, we played Portal, and that's that's a beautiful game. Awesome story, uh, challenging puzzles, uh, really neat uh, like story behind it that that gets really wacky and strange. And that's that's a game that if you start playing, you have to finish because you got to you got to see how that thing ends. I spent a lot of time playing the first Portal game, and I there was just one level. It was after all of the main levels. It's it's once you're like on your own, kind of like underground and, and stuff. And I just, like, couldn't figure it out. It was just four rooms, and each room had one little sentry guy in it. And I just couldn't figure out how to <laughs> oh, not yeah. die. I remember. So. Is that the one with the... It's got, like, windows, and sometimes you can see into the next room. And you can it was, see... It was, like, a cross-shaped. Like, like there were four rooms off of this one main room. And I don't remember it now, because it was so long ago. But I spent maybe an hour trying to figure that one out. I should have just looked up like a walkthrough or something just to right. pass that to get through. But um, it just discouraged me. And now I don't have your Steam library on my computer anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that brings up a good a good point about these games, finishing these games back in the early days before the Internet. Right. Mm-hmm. There was no like just jump on YouTube or, or Google. Yeah. Or playthrough guide. There was actual books. You'd go down to the computer store and you'd buy a book. That would be a, a, either a clue book or a hint book. Viva Pinata book. Right. Well, Pop Tropica. Before, Pop Tropica book. Before those, those were like color books. I'm talking like, ah. it, it looks like a Cliff Notes type size, you know. And it would have either the maps of the dungeons that you need to go into or it would tell you, you know, what order to do all the things. So sometimes you'd have to just pony up and get one of those things to finish the game. Mm. so let's see portal silly games like uh four elements there was a game oh that's, yeah uh, I, I'm, I don't usually gravitate towards those match three or you know those puzzle type casual games but that one um i just wanted to finish it so i did finish that one uh there's a game called thomas was alone that is a beautiful game very simplistic uh, play style where you're playing the part of a shape, whether it's a, a square or a rectangle or a triangle and each shape has a different like movement like when you press the jump button it's going to jump tall or it's going to jump quick or it's going to you know do something different and there's different colors and as you play through it's it's a story of like friendship and family so it's a really <laughs> really touching story as you're going through this what would be just a an average, you know, platformer, puzzle platformer. But that game was great. Everybody should play that game. Uh, equally as beautiful, the game Journey. You played through that oh, one. Oh, I did. I loved that game. So I think that started off as like a PlayStation exclusive, but now it's kind of, it's it's ended up on iOS and it, it ends up on all the, uh, all the PlayStation type services that you can buy. But that's a beautiful yeah, game. I Very... remember you got it from Redbox, I think, and you played through it during the day. And I got home, and you were like, "Play this before I return it." 
it's good. It's worth it. Play it before I return it. So I did. (laughs) And it was so good. Yep. So that was a, that was a great game and probably what only an hour or two start to finish to, to finish it, but then you can go back and play it to kind of get some of the things that you missed. I think it's a little longer. I think maybe it took me like three hours, three, four hours. I don't know. Yeah. So still not, not Not too long. No, that you'd uh, play for months and months, but um, another game that I played all the way through. It could, took me a couple couple sit throughs. Um, I think you guys watched a lot of it. Was Firewatch? Remember Firewatch? Oh yes, yeah, I love that game. Which was watching it was that game. <laughs> pseudo criticized as being a, a walking simulator, but I didn't care. Right? The, I the didn't game care is, either. It's the game beautiful. is somewhat on on rails, but it's a, a great story. Again, another touching story. You you do have you, it makes the game makes you feel like you have some control over what's going to happen, but you really don't, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like one guy or a very small company that made it. And, uh, With games like that, if the story is good, I I don't care if the gameplay is mild, you know. Yeah, and then uh, then we get into the the mobile era of gaming, so games on your phone or iPad or something like that. I've picked up a couple over the years that. And again, a lot of a lot of mobile games are are meant not to be finished, right? Yeah, you, you, like Candy Crush and stuff like that. They just want you to keep on playing. But a couple <laughs> of games yeah. over the years that that I would recommend anybody play. One was Data Wing. It's called Data Wing or Data Wing, depending on how you pronounce what what team you're on, Team Data or Team Data. <laughs> and that was made by one guy that's been in the the game industry for like a long time. And this was his passion project and he made it. And it's a simple, like a simple racing type game, but it tells a story throughout the whole thing. Probably start to finish two hours, sit down and, and do it on a rainy day type type game. But it was well worth it. And it was completely free in the app store. The guy just made it because he wanted to make it and he made it and he gave it out. And he's made a couple other games since then. And another one, here, here's here's one of my, my bragging rights uh, games that, that I've, I've finished and that's flop rocket <laughs> what's your comment on that danny remember flop rocket yes i was not very good at it and you just kept getting higher scores <laughs> i was like determined and and basically flop rocket it's made by butterscotch shenanigans which is uh, a three brother game development trio that that i've followed over the last couple of years and I love everything they put out, and uh, and they have a podcast, so you hear the stories behind what they're putting out. But it's basically a very, like a, a much more complicated version of Flappy Bird. <laughs> you got a rocket <laughs> that's going through a cave, and, you, and the farther you go, you get more upgrades, and then you can buy you know more shields, and you can upgrade your your ship, and you can get more fuel and that kind of stuff. So the longer you play, the more you can kind of upgrade your ship. But it gets to a certain point that once you've bought all the upgrades then it just comes down to just sheer skill. And that's a game that I just practice and practice and practice and, and destroyed a lot of, a lot of rockets in this cave. <laughs> and the object, the overall object is to escape the cave and get to, into outer space. And it seemed like an unsurmountable task because you know, there, there's a distance in what meters or kilometers or however they measure it. There's a distance that, you know, and based on the, uh, the, the, the description of the achievements, you know how far it's going to take to get to space. And you just keep on going, keep on going, inch further and further and further. And 
when I finally hit space, I probably broke down and cried. Like, <laughs> like sitting there with my iPad, just weeping, just, just like an, like a, a raw emotions, just like, oh, I did it. I did it. I thought that, that game was, awesome. was an infinite run. It, it, it could be, but, but yeah, there is, it, it seems like it is. <laughs> Go pick it up. You'll think it's an infinite game. <laughs> <laughs> then get to the end and see if you don't cry too. And then <laughs> see if you don't grab your iPad and walk right into your daughter's room and say, ha ha, look what I did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, that was, that was a good one. Um, now as, as I got older and, and got more games that, that became like the problem was when you have an almost infinite amount of games or game options, you're, your desire to finish anything goes like way down. So, so from the days where I'd spend $40 on a game and play it for a year to the day where you can go into an app store and there's a million games for free (laughs) (laughs) or, or there's a lot of really good games for 99 cents, you know, that barrier to entries is just disappeared. And you've got, uh, there's just no risk, right? You download the game, you play it for, for 20 minutes, you delete the game or you download the game, you play it for 20 minutes and you don't delete the game and it's still on your iPad. <laughs> like I've got, right. I've got 10 pages of games that I played and just didn't even bother to delete. <laughs> but, um, so, so the, the mind shift is, is just incredible where I, you don't feel it's a combination of not feeling the need to complete something. And also, I've, I've got almost a fear of starting something now. Like now I see a game for, for like, let's say PlayStation or on steam that I know is a story driven game. I know maybe it's, maybe it's a 20 hour game. And I think, am I really going to have the time to, if I start this, am I really gonna have the time to finish it? And, Mm. and that, that almost stops me from playing those types of games. So in that same 20 hours, instead of, instead of doing that, instead of taking Bioshock infinite and starting it and, and playing all the way through it and finishing it and, checking it off the list i'll play you know in that same amount of time i played 20 hours of minecraft or right or 20 hours of no man's sky which is you just pick it up you play it and you just stop whenever you want to stop so so it's it's almost like a like a dilemma that i have like do i want do i even want to start a game so i finally did and 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 you've heard me say that, you know, I'm just now starting something like Zelda, which has been out since 2017. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can see where this this is more than just an observation. This is like the truth for me is like, do I do I even want to start something? But I sat down once and I said, I'm going to I'm going to start this game and I'm going to finish it. And there's a couple reasons. So that game was was Tomb Raider on uh, PlayStation mm. 3 and PlayStation 4. And I think I probably started on PlayStation Three and and got through a couple of levels of it, and then, and then it fell off my radar for a long time. But I remember the the story of it being being a neat story, and, and yeah. Tomb Raider being a a, a long standing character that that has improved and improved over the years. Now you, you got to couple that with the fact that I know the guy I went to high school with the guy that was like the art director for Tomb Raider. Oh, name a, drop. Yeah, I'm dropping names. <laughs> that had a lot to do with with the uh, the production of that game, both that one and, and the uh, sequel. So so I almost like sat down and said, I owe it I owe it to my friend to to 
enjoy this game that he worked so hard on whether he cares that i finished it or not <laughs> that that's what that's how i that's how i like got the mindset so i started that up and i didn't touch any other game until i finished that game and i got to the end and so basically you start off you you like crash into an island or something and you spend the whole time in this island and the story unfolds and then you have to finally get off this island and as i got off the island and you're almost like rescued and you're on a boat and you're 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 floating away from the, from the island, you know, and everything's safe and the, the credits are about to roll. I take a picture of this and I sent it to my friend. I said, I finally did it. And, <laughs> and again, just raw emotions, like almost welled up with, with emotions finishing this game. So, so the reward is always there when, when, yeah. when you take the risk and play a game all the way through the, in this case, the reward, reward was definitely there. Um, but, but I can tell you that, I've got for for every game that I finished, I've got a hundred on the yeah. shelf that I haven't, and that's that's the other observation I made is from from the days of spending forty dollars and and that being like the whole world to you for for a year to the days where now I'm an adult and that forty dollars doesn't doesn't affect my life as much. You know, it's almost <laughs> an impulse buy. Now I've got a shelf full of PlayStation three and four games and some Xbox games and. I've got a, a library of a thousand games on Steam, and it's like, where do I even start? You know, yeah. It, it, I'll I'll never get through everything, so now I have to be very picky and and what what I play, and I have to have some other outside motivation, like in, in the case of Tomb Raider, you know, having that external motivation of of starting and finishing that game. So, See, I I played Tomb Raider. I started it, and. I played it once it was on Steam, and I loved it when I played it. I played it probably, like, all night. I I don't know. I was very irresponsible with my sleeping and played Tomb Raider instead. Um, and I just played it, maybe like, almost straight for two or three days. And then I, like, you know, finally decided, oh, maybe I should do something else. You know, maybe I should go outside. Um, and then I go back into Tomb Raider and stupid me logged off right in the middle of a cave and <laughs> I log on and it's telling me to go somewhere, but I'm in the cave and I don't know which way I came from. Don't know which way I'm supposed to go. Oh, no. And I, I tried to salvage it. There was no salvaging. Could not do it. Hmm. And maybe I should just start from scratch. Cause at this point it's been, I don't know, maybe five years since I've opened the game and can probably, you know, sit down and play it but i i do remember how much you liked that one so i did want to give that one a shot and some of these some of these games if you if you start them and you play them through you get better at them and you enjoy them because your muscle mechanics your your muscle memory of, yeah. of you know controlling the character and stuff like that is it, it progressively gets better and better and if you stop that and you come back a month <laughs> later I, I have to relearn like every time I, I play a game like No Man's Sky that there's a lot going on with the controller. If I if I come back to that after a couple months, it's almost like I, I better be in a very safe area because I've got to learn, <laughs> you know, how to run, jump, you know, shoot a gun, all that stuff all over again. And uh, sometimes that's a barrier also. But yeah, the uh, the whole the whole industry has kind of changed to where 
you've got the problem of so many games, so many choices, and only enough time to do certain things. So that's that's one problem. Yeah. And the other the other problem isn't really a problem. It's it's an exciting new shift in game is exactly what you guys are experiencing, and that's yeah. the the online games where you can take like like it would drive me crazy if I played some of the games that you play where. <laughs> The, the game is exactly the same every single time. It's just you're playing up against a different group of people. Like when you describe when you first described what League of Legends to me, and I, I played through some MOBAs. I played some early early MOBAs, um, like Dota Two. Like that's probably mm, one of the one of the earliest yeah. ones. And and you get you start playing a, a game like that, and you're like, oh, this is cool. You know, I, I I go up in level and I get stronger. I buy new weapons and. I, I get a little bit stronger and I fight against the, the robots and oh cool neat and then you go back and you play it a second time you're like wait a minute I'm level one again <laughs> I'm weak again I just spent an hour playing this game and now I'm I'm back to zero so that that like that whole concept like drove me crazy and I understand the the allure of it is the competition against other people like yeah since then I've played I've played uh, games like what's what's the one I play with all the gods in it? Smite. 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 So I play that, and even though, even if I play the same character every time, it's a different game each time because you have a different group of opponents that you're playing yeah. against, different different group of humans, which which are usually going into the the voice chat and calling me a like a, a noob and dweeb and <laughs> telling me how much I suck at the game, which which is fine. I just mute them. <laughs> and I know that they're just twelve year olds giving me right. a head anyways. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but- so I, so that's you know so the whole online aspect to games that I didn't grow up with and and now it's here that that's a whole different like like you could almost take when when you say I'm, I'm a gamer right mm-hmm. when you say I'm a gamer you could almost segregate that into well are you a, a sit on the couch and play a one player game through for the story type gamer. Or are you a, you know, most people, if, if I ask someone at work, hey, are you a gamer? Oh, yeah, I play Call of Duty. <laughs> okay, so you play a game. <laughs> like, what else do you play? Oh, no, I just play Call of Duty. And that's, that's it. That's all, that's all they play, and that's all they know. I'm like, well, how's, how's the story on the game? Like, oh, what story? <laughs> I shoot things, and people shoot me. But, yeah, so there's almost like two complete categories and. And I think even between the three of us, we've seen how how different our play styles are. Yeah. In this uh, in this subject. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's pretty cool how how different each how different gaming gets throughout the years, and how many how our interests show how even Amber and I's interests differ from a few years. It's cool looking at what you play. And just seeing each other's gaming styles and things like that. Yeah, it's like the almost driven, you know, the technology almost drives some of it. Yeah. Like the, the changing in technology has driven the different options of, of game style play. And so does the economics, you know, like so many games nowadays are, you know, it's a free to play game, but there's all these microtransactions. You can buy loot boxes to make things easier or, or just aesthetic changes, you know, like the amount of money I've spent just on skins in League of Legends, you know, it's it's crazy, but you know, it's it's all fun. It's it's all fun. And if if anybody out there is listening that may not be of my same generation and wants to step inside my head for a second and and understand 
the the horror that I have looking at a Steam library. Here's here's my best analogy. Have you ever sat down in front of Netflix and scrolled for an hour looking for something to watch and didn't find anything to watch or scrolled for half an hour, finally find something to watch and then look at your watch and say, oh, well, I don't have time to start that now. <laughs> so I've been desk scrolling on, on Netflix for the last 45 minutes or an hour. That's, yeah, it- <laughs> that's what it's like for me with, with games. Like, oh, what do I, what do I want to play? And I find some, oh, no, I'm, there's no way I can start Tomb Raider 2 now because... I won't even get past like the tutorial stage of the game in, in the hour or two that I have to play, right? And and this started all the way back for me with uh, a game called Final Fantasy VII. So Final Fantasy, I said, I, I played through and I loved it, right? That was on the Nintendo. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII is, again, probably one of the best RPGs ever. It was a PlayStation era game. Uh, completely different play style, but, but similar, similar overall like like journey um but but just getting from one point one save point to the next save point was there was so much fighting and storylines and cutscenes. there were there was periods of time that i would play for like an hour and have to shut the thing off because i didn't get to the next save point and that just drove me crazy even though it's <laughs> like an awesome game it's just like i had this fear that well if i start playing now I won't get far enough to save it and I'll have to just start over again. So let's not even start it. I'll, I'll play Minecraft for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll plant some wheat. It's both a blessing and a curse that I don't have your steam library shared on my computer anymore because on one hand, I don't get to play some of the games you have, but on the other hand, I don't have to scroll past over a thousand games <laughs> just oh, to go find my it. house flipper, you know, like <laughs> I still have it. I looked, I looked at it. Like right before we did this, see what games I had going through alphabetical of, order. Of those thousand games, there may be one that I purchased at full price. So most <laughs> of them either came from Steam sales, yeah, or from bundles. Like there's a lot of uh, bundle sites that donate money to uh, to charities and stuff when you buy them. So you might end up with twenty games for for five dollars or something yeah. like that. So. And that's there's, just too good of a deal. You have to, even if you don't oh, know yeah. what any of the games are. <laughs> there's a ton of games on that Steam library that I will never even launch. Yeah. <laughs> and there's and there's some games in that library that I have 600 hours invested in that I probably spent yeah. very little for. So. But hey, mm-hmm. you donated to charity. That's right. But yeah, they, I thought this was a, a fun discussion about just the philosophy of finishing a game. Like yeah. Before, it was something that you had to do. Or, yeah, uh, like you weren't you, a, a good gamer if you didn't f- complete the game, you know? Right. My wife asked me yesterday, have you ever finished Mario Brothers? Super <laughs> Mario Brothers? I'm like, nope. <laughs> it gets got, too hard. I got to 8-2. That's as far as I've gotten, 8-2. On the Wii. I never the got Super, past that. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers on the Wii was one that we played a lot. I don't even know if we ever beat World 2, you know? Like, it just gets so hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess no. we were like seven years old and it's a I bit watched harder my to cousin beat that. uh i watched my cousin when i visited him once um i was probably a teenager by that point he had a nintendo and i watched him beat super mario brothers wow and then, then it starts over so the whole thing starts oh. over at one one it <laughs> gets a little bit harder yeah, it gets oh, a little okay. bit harder the second time so that was kind of neat that was kind of mind-blowing that i didn't even know what would happen at the end yeah 
But yeah, neat uh, neat discussion on on this topic. Now we we reach out to the audience. Tell us what games that you've played that you've finished that you would recommend to us and to the other listeners. Uh, tell us what games that you started but you didn't. Tell us tell us where you sit in the uh, in the philosophy of like like Amber was eighty twenty. You know where do you sit because. I'm I'm probably fifty fifty. I still like a good story, um, but I still like sitting in front of Minecraft and just being numb in the brain for, <laughs> for hours at a time. It's so fun. It's too fun. So reach out to us however you can. You can always email podcast at familygeekery dot com. Send us your recommendations. Send us your comments on this subject, and uh, and we will share that the next time that we get some answers on that. So thank you all for listening as always. Yeah. Thank you. Peace out. Peace out and And geek out. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.